yeah, welcome back, everybody. And hopefully everybody had a good discussion around, you know, how, leveraging, you know, surveys, NPS, CSAS, in, in product feedback to drop better drive engagements. I'm sure that uh, we've got a lot of interesting feedback um, from the discussion. So um, really want to just kind of go around the room and, and talk a uh, half, you know, some folks from the different groups, right? We have a large group, so I'm not, you know, the, not sure that we're going to get through every group on our call today, but want to make sure that we hear from, you know, as many voices as possible around what they're doing with, um, you know, their customer strategy and, you know, how they're leveraging that to better, uh, better do customer engagement. So um, for those, as we kind of go forward, I'm going to bring back the uh, raise hand feature, uh, given the group size. So if you don't know where that is, at the bottom of your bottom of your bar under the reactions button, there's a little feature called raise hand. So if you have a, you know, you have a thought or comment that you want to contribute to the group, uh, click on that. I'll call you off mute um, and we'll, we'll go from there. But um I know last week we talked about MPS and that was a big focus of, you know, how, you know, how are we using MPS and it does, you know, does it belong in the customer engagement journey? So that was kind of a, a part of the reason we launched off, but does anybody have a, you know, from their group discussion at, you know, a unique way they're using, you know, uh, survey, uh, survey data um, or, you know, even the survey itself to better drive customer engagement. I'll kind of open that up to anybody who wants to, to jump off uh, mute. Um, if not, I may call on group uh, five since y'all were the first ones in the in the room. So, <laughs> uh, Amy, I saw your hand first. Do you want to come off mute? Sure. Thanks, Jeremy. So our group actually talked about um, how we can leverage surveys and communication to ease the burden of our admins and um, how we can actually we came up with the term actually sanctioned plagiarism. So what we can do, <laughs> just laughing, what you can do is actually like help create materials, be the creative who helps the admin then encourage their users. And um, we we talked about like a three part attack. So using that sanctioned plagiarism to um, encourage, we provide the material, they then forward that and get to claim, you know, some, some credit as an admin for, for that creative material to encourage their users. And then the survey comes in at part two, which is incentivizing. So when you've encouraged your users and your users have filled out a survey, can you create an incentive with that survey? Um, so like it, what I'm using it for at my company is actually to um, ask our buyers to sort of ante up some simple prizes. And if enough people are create, you know, filling in those surveys, then a certain number of them are offered that prize. It's a $5 coffee card or something like that. Or maybe they're entered into a big prize drawing for something really special, like a couple extra days off or a, a meal at a local place. And finally, using those surveys to reward, that being part three. And that reward can come from... Um, whether it's like badges, again, that whole sanctioned you know, plagiarism, we provide them the material that they use to reward the users. And in the process, they've been able to identify who are some of their super users, uh, who are the ones that they can use to mentor on the product. And that, that survey has helped us identify who those people are, as well as the usage data. Um, now, some of the limitations we came up with uh, were that, of course, surveys don't paint the whole picture. So they do require follow-up and discovery, and they don't always identify what some of the internal barriers are to this process of engagement and adoption, unless you follow up on some of those like lower 
uh, lower scores. But the advantage of all of this being that you, your admins get to be the hero. You know, we're just the people in the background helping them succeed at helping their users adopt. And so that's kind of the strategy and the ideals behind what we talked about in terms of using surveys. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot there, Amy. Probably a lot of, I've got a few interesting follow-up questions on that. Um, I'm gonna actually turn things over to Jeff first and I'm, I'm gonna probably come back to you, Amy, on a couple things. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little shy. It's like going on after Elvis now. So let me see if I can put, put our thoughts together. But we, we had um, interesting a couple different skill sets or um, I don't want to say skill sets, but um, uh, the IC was very much different in the size of companies were very different. So we had somebody coming from a large company like Adomo to somebody who's dealing with more startup in the construction phase. And then how are you able to get the actual engagement so we're kind of tackling the how, A, what's the tool to use? Because um, if you're small and you're doing everything and you might not have budget, you can, you know, how if you're just going to use like a Google form or if you've got people that don't respond to those things, um, sending them te text to ask questions versus using a, a, a you know, a larger, more um, solidified NPS tool. Um, we all also agreed that NPS was not really the way to go, but um, I we really talked about starting CSAT and I believe in starting CSAT during the implementation and just keep asking and asking and asking um, about CSAT and how do you do that? What, you know, there are email tools that can be sent out or at the bottom of your email um, that, that how did you feel about this meeting? Give, give us, how do you feel about our project now? So you can, you can keep seeing the CSAT increase or decrease um, and then delineating between uh, sort of the CS experience versus the product experience, because you can be a huge um, fan of your customer success person or your implementer, but if the product's not meeting your standards, then uh, <laughs> then then that's that's different. And then also, what if um, uh, what if that's the inverse of that? Um, we discussed for a while if everybody's on Zoom, just creating like a Zoom. Uh, poll and then how did you feel how are you feeling now but essentially if you are meeting with your customers on this frequent basis using the tools that you're already communicating them with whether it be email um, you know there are some hub like there are tools in each of the CRM types of things or customer success platforms which will allow you to engage with them but essentially it really came down to knowing your IC and how they're going to be able to get that data back to you. Um, because if they're people who aren't in front of their computers, then bombarding them with emails isn't gonna necessarily do it. But what about picking up the phone or sending them a text and knowing um, you know, the hours or the times of the day where they would be more applicable to do that. You know, so we talked about the construction people and if they send them note, they've noticed a trend of behavior. If they sent them texts at seven in the morning, they'll get that data back and then they would just compile that and then put it into whatever tool they happen to be able to use at that time. So that's kind of how, how we approach that. A couple more things, but I don't want to take up too much time here. So, Sure. Now there's between Amy and Jeff, I think we've got, you know, we've got probably tw at least 20 minutes of discussion just between the, you know, the two things that you, you all have brought up. Um, so Amy, I want to come back to you for a minute on the incentive piece. Um, and, and I kind of want to open up this more to the broader group, right? And, you know, what's everybody's take on using incentives for driving customer feedback? Is it something you do? Is it something you don't do? 
and kind of the why behind it. Um, I, I'll kind of lead us off here and say we don't currently do that. Sorry, my my kids are going to crash this party here in about ten seconds. But no worries. Uh, you know, we actually don't. We don't use any kind of incentive for you know standard we'll call product feedback or. Um, you know, NPS survey type feedback in, in that regard. But uh, I see the value where that could be, you know, whether it's entering them into a larger group or um, whether it's, you know, a kind of spot, you know, for those, especially for those customers who aren't providing feedback, right? Um, you know, using that as kind of a, a spot reward to say, hey, you haven't, you know, it's been two years since you've shared any significant feedback, like, thank you, really appreciate it, right? So um, we don't, but I'd be curious to how others on the call, you know, are using incentives and if, uh, you know, uh, if or are not and why they, and why they're choosing not to do that. So um, you know, see some head shaking. Uh, if nobody raises his hand, I might call on somebody, you know, call, you know, I'll give you all Three seconds. <laughs> I'll, I'll personally feel that. Oh, go, go ahead, Elisa. I've already talked. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, yeah, and both my so in uh, gosh, a company I worked at about five years ago when I was customer success there, we did use incentives. It was interesting. We had surveys where people could win something because um, we were actually surveying our customers' customers. So we were surveying their customers because it was like it was twofold. Um, and that definitely helped a big, big help in getting people to actually take the um, take surveys. I think when you're especially when you're dealing with kind of B to C, ours was like B to G to C. So they, I think when you look at consumers, people always like to win something. With our direct customers, they were governmental organizations. So we had to be very careful about any incentives because they're very touchy about that. But what we would do instead is say we'd give a donation to a, you know, like a charity of their choice. That was something that would incentivize people. So that helped a lot. At my current company, we don't do it as much because we notice that some of our customers also get a little bit, you know, sometimes can be a, a little dicey about getting gifts, but it really depends. Um, if we really, especially if we do like a four hour like training and we really want to get feedback, that's when we'll like do an incentive to get that feedback because that's so important when we're taking so much time to do a big initiative, like a four or five hour training. Yeah, I really like that idea of not just not just giving it, you know, $5 gift card. Not that that's a bad idea. People like winning gift cards. You know, we're all on Amazon. You know, I'm a frequent Amazon customer myself. But, you know, um, I really like that idea, especially I would say, you know, as you think towards the end of the calendar year, right, around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, the holidays, right, you want if you're trying to get customers engaged, right, it, it, people are thinking about the season of getting gifts, giving gifts, right, that's a perfect time to bring, you know, use something like what you just said, right. To, to say, Hey, we're going to donate to, you know, American Red Cross. I'm just, they're the first one that comes to mind, but right. Whatever that, you know, well, broad scale or local charity, right. You can even get it more granular based on where your customers are, but um, you know, doing that really, actually, that's a really cool idea. I'm actually, you know, I, I made a note while you're we talking, uh, you know, I'm going to borrow that one from you, you know, later in the year, I think, um, you know, as we look at that, but that's uh, you know, that's really cool. Um, you know, I saw a couple, couple heads nodding around that as well. So, um, Kevin, was there, what would you want to add to the, to the discussion here? Okay. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, give me a second. Hey, Dan, I uh, saw you in chat. You want to come off mute? Share what you dropped in chat. 
Absolutely. I mean, it was just similar to the to the giving. We had it was something very similar where you could um, sponsor a you know in in some forest areas to be able to have a tree planted um, on their behalf. So just very similar idea, but another creative, more tangible way to get people to respond to things um, and to whether that was. We usually reserved it for the ones when we were asking more than just kind of email response or something. We wanted to get more more thorough feedback on something. That's when we saved it for, but that was really helpful. That's awesome. Okay, I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, so I did want to, like, uh, while I'm not one of the supporters of actually uh, incentivizing uh, sur surveys, I did also want to mention uh, that people that do actually participate in the survey um, with the intent on qualifying for a for a prize, they aren't actually going to skewer their uh, their answers based on that uh, based on that incentive. So from what I've seen with a lot of different surveys that I've been a part of uh, or that I've administered, that the answers were still very honest, even when when we were offering some kind of an incentive. Uh, so for those that are fearing that we're leading the customer to a more uh, a more advantageous uh, score, uh, that's not necessarily the case. And the studies have shown that it's very, any increase or bump in overall sentiment scores is very minimal. Uh, so definitely if you are empowered to do so, definitely pro provide that incentive and don't have the fear of, oh, we might be leading the customer to a, a higher score based on this. You know, I want to add one. I'm sorry, I just saw someone else had a hand raised. I'll go later. Josh, go feel free, because if you're going to add on to Kevin, go ahead and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Rachel. Okay. Yep. Um, so thank you. Um, one of the things I, I wanted to bring up uh, it seems that we're talking about is uh, customer marketing, which is an area that I feel that uh, customer success has not had before. And only now people are saying, well, wait a minute, we can have marketing material, even template PowerPoint presentations um, that is uh, intended for users and hopefully bringing on more users inside of this. And to go and add on to what Kevin's saying, part of this, part of the NPS is... You know, there's a side of it. You don't even need to look at the score. It's the fact that you have touched them again, right? You have another time where your name is again relevant or the, the, not your name, but the, the product, the, the service you're delivering is again relevant to them. And they see that you're engaging with them. And that should be considered as part of your customer marketing campaign efforts. What is worth yeah, yeah, we touched on. I remember us touching on that briefly last week too, right? It's it's not you know the the score that's provided, whatever the survey is, NPS, CSAT, right? That is far less important than the data that comes out of it, and 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 even more so, the action that your organization is taking, the corrective action, right, to you know, make sure that that doesn't happen again. So that you're you're absolutely spot on there, Josh. Rachel, thank you for your patience. I want to turn it over to you. 
That's fine. Um, this is, I guess, coming back to incentives, but also what Amy was saying earlier about, you know, um, getting the admins of inside your accounts to really kind of champion those surveys. One thing we um, were experimenting before I left Domo was right before an MPS survey, we'd send them out quarterly and that was done by a client strategy um, team. So we would actually because we'd work with um, accounts and enterprise, so they had thousands of users, we'd actually reach out to the admin teams to give them a heads up. Hey, for the next two weeks, there's going to be um, the survey pop up at the bottom of the screen. We highly encourage your teams to, um, to, to fill this out. And then once we actually got that information back and it was collated and, and you could start to filter down to the, the account level, we'd hold a meeting with the, the account, the admin team to kind of or center of excellence is what we called them was like, Hey, this is the NPS or the CSAT kind of, um, for your specific, all of your users. This is how many users we had actually respond. These are the comments that they've given, you know, based on this, this is what we can see as some problems. Um, you know, obviously they pointed out things they didn't like in the product that's been sent on to product team, but here's some things that with themes we've identified and how can we work with you to get, to get that result. So try to incentivize that admin team to really start to own the, the NPS data that's coming back because they also are a part of that experience as well at the end of the day. So Rachel, a real quick question of clarification. Um, sure. I think it's probably, I don't know if it's a standard practice, right? But every organization I've worked for has had a, you know, had a, at least one person dedicated to you know, that survey process piece, right? Frequency, what's mm. that, that sort of thing. Um, do you find the quarterly, that quarterly survey to be the right frequency, too much, too little? Like, I, I would be kind of curious as to um, not do it quite as frequently as that. Um, and I'm, this, I'm thinking mainly around kind of bombarding customers with, you know, emails and surveys on a constant basis. <laughs> Yeah. So there were a few caveats. Um, I think quarterly is what we arrived at because um, Caroline, who kind of ran that program, kind of just took it over because no one was really owning it. So she's like, I'm going to own this and this is how we're going to run it. Um, and so they did a lot of experimenting because they really started to own it about two or three years ago. And so she tried with, you know, once a year, twice a year, and then arrived at quarterly. Um, no more, f- no uh, more frequent than quarterly because we just have such a, it was such a big product and customers moved uh, I wouldn't say very fast through it so we felt the quarterly was kind of like the the sweet spot um, I think it it depends um, we also as an account team could opt clients out of the MPS if we knew that they might be only six months and still you know in an implementation of a large rollout so their MPS wouldn't be very accurate to what we're needing or we know that like that's a very at risk account and an MPS would not be a, a good thing to try and put them through right now um, but I think it also depends on like your product, your customers, how that fits in, um, I guess, what do leadership expect in terms of the scoring and, and how important or impactful is it to, to the wider organization as well? No, that's There's good. no right or wrong way to do it, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think you're on. And Patricia, I saw your head shaking. Uh, Chris, I saw your head shaking too, so I was going to call on you too uh, around that point. But uh, Patricia, you had your hands at first, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, you know, 100% agree with with Rachel just saying, and uh, we have quite a similar approach. So, I think um, 
I'm going to spin it a bit. And if you think about CS is this partnership relationship is like, if, if you don't know something is wrong, uh, you know, if someone doesn't tell you, you can see the signs, but most of the times you're not going to go on assumption. So it's, uh, this is your way of, of, of letting us know, you know, what is not going right or where do you think we could, um, improve and uh, the way we try and do it is um we try and separate a little bit so we have it we have any nps or any you know feedback request coming from our head of uh, customer experience instead of coming from customer success and then the commitment that um all the points you know positive negative uh, will be addressed and we are quite uh, strict on that so if it's something that you know, whenever the client provides any feedback, um, the head of, of 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 customer success goes back and says, either, you know, thank you or thanks for the positive feedback or thank you for bringing this to my attention. This is or these are the steps we will take or these are the steps you know we are looking to to take. I understand that you know, as as Rachel was saying, it really depends on the product. It really depends on the number of clients. We are very fortunate that we can do that because we have quite a small pool of, of clients. You know, we're talking about fifty um, to a hundred, but the you know, once you look at the volume and the ones that have our full CS um, offering, uh, we are talking about you know, we're not we're not passing the the, the hundred mark. Um, so, is Doable, you know, and their their model works for us because then uh, it's it's a you know help us help you kind of kind of experience. You know, if you don't tell me what's not working or where you think the friction is happening, there is nothing I can do because I don't know any different. So it has worked. Uh, there are some tweaks we need to do, of course, but I think yeah, that is our approach. Yeah, so Patricia, just a clarifying question for you then. Um, you, you, you said something that I'm thinking about as you get into bigger companies, not all feedback can actually be addressed, right? You're going to hit a point, you're going to hit a point where some, a customer is going to ask you to do something. That's just, the answer is no, you can't do it. Um, how do you guys, how are you all addressing that type of feedback in your, your customer engagement and who owns that? We'll call that quote unquote, bad, bad news feedback to a customer. If they do submit, you know, that type of a response in the survey, so it's, I think it's, you know, when you look at your NPS, you're going to have your, your green, so your eight, nine, tens, and then you're going to have your reds. And then is, is where it lands within that uh, one to 10 kind of um, scale. Um, so that will dictate, I think, how quickly. So if, if we get a one, you know, it's like there's a red flag going up in the system and saying, okay, they, something is seriously wrong here. You know, how could we get it so wrong? Um, but it's, it's understanding where they sit and um, understanding what points are being raised. So internally, there would be flagged with the head of CS who would then, you know, talk to the CSM or talk to whichever part of the process was broken and we would try and address it. Uh, but externally, their answer will always come from 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 the, the head of, of CS, CX. Sorry. Got it. Okay. So you do have, it triggers time to response and owners is triggered kind of based on you use the scoring system, right, for severity, you know, yeah. but that, you know, that makes sense. So now I appreciate, you appreciate that. Um, Jeff, we didn't, uh, man, we, we uh, spent a lot of time on incentives. I was really hoping to come back to, uh, you know, um, with five minutes, I don't know that we have time to get into a good discussion on this. So uh, Jeff, I'm going to, 
table our discussion as to you brought up some really good points about you know using you know zoom polls and doing you know doing surveys in a, in a more unique way that i you know i want to do a deeper dive in uh with you on it at some point in a future office hours because i think there's a lot there you know that i know i'm not personally taking advantage of uh, you know i do a, you know we call them program reviews right but but doing a qbr with a customer and yep. then you know in the meeting right asking, you know, having almost like that, you know, the, the MPS type, you know, question in yeah. the, you know, like, what was your experience on this, you know, on the QBR? What's your experience with the program, right? Would you recommend us, you know, asking them live instead of waiting to send an email out afterwards that you're probably not going to get a response to. So, um, you know, th- there's a lot that I wanted to dig on that. So I wanted to acknowledge sure. one, you uh, appreciate the feedback, but um, I guess as we close out here, um, any, any, parting comments on, you know, you know, using incentives, not using incentives, um, you know, in, in the process of, you know, yeah, the follow-up process with that. Um, Chris, I, I knew that um, I saw you shaking your head a couple of times, not to put you on the spot. Right. But if you had anything you wanted to add, you're, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I'm still a little bit fresh in my role. I've only been in a CSM for about three months, but we, we have an advocacy program. So there is somewhat of an incentive where they're able to earn points to kind of collect to actually be able to get larger things. So the surveys that they're actually answering are one of a smaller, they get smaller points, but a lot of it is really centered around getting our customers engaged. So doing reviews, um, having user groups, well, we'll put on user groups with some of our green customers and also some of our like subject matter experts so that customers are able to step in and have more questions answered. So attending those give, gives them an opportunity to gain points, which ends up translating into like possibly trips or attending some of our customer, customer-led events as well. So I guess there still is a, a way that they can be incentivized, but it's not strictly just tied to the surveys. Hmm. A lot in the those anybody who uh, you know anybody on the call that's dealt anything with L and D or HR at some point you know would know the word game you know gamification. I'm sure other people know that too, but that's you know it's a big big word that's used in you know L and D in my previous life. Right, was how do we gamify the the you know the customer experience to make it as as easy and as engaging as possible? And I, that's a really Chris. I actually really appreciate you sharing that because uh, you know that's. If somebody like me who's working on off of really legacy technology, um, you know, that that gamification piece isn't, you know, isn't there built in app. So mm-hmm. we're looking for external ways to do that. So, um, you know, it, you know, you may only be three months into your role, Chris, but, you know, you, you carry yourself like, uh, you know, seasoned professional. So, you know, thank you. I appreciate the feedback and, um, you know, certainly even the gamification piece, right. And, you know, other incentives, I, I like that as well. So, you know, I appreciate your feedback as well. Sure. But, um, you know, team, I want to keep, you know, we're two minutes here and we're at the top of hour. So my, my last shameless plug is, um, you know, I'm not looking to be, uh, I'm not looking to be the, the Tom Brady of office hours for the rest, you know, the rest of my career. So, uh, you know, my shameless plug is, you know, if you want to come help me come co-host at some point, you know, I would welcome that. Uh, you're going to get a survey afterwards. So if you have any interest at all in learning more about that, 
just drop your name in there. I'll reach out to you and set up time. We can talk about it so, um, next week. And as we continue forward, right, we're going to continue on this theme of customer engagement strategies um, and, and kind of and working with the Jeff and leadership office hours. So, um, and we actually have a, a new co-host uh, that's going to be joining for leadership hour, office hours on Thursday. So if you're available at 1130 Eastern, show her your support. Um, we'll, you know, we'll be tagging her on some LinkedIn and, and social media stuff here later this week. But uh um, with that said, uh, I really appreciate meeting, welcome all the new folks, really appreciate seeing everybody again that, you know, is familiar with office hours. Thanks for all the discussion and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for my recap, you know, my LinkedIn recap here in, uh, in the next day or so. But uh, y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay cool. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.